Welcome from Des Moines, where we're waiting for a star to fall and carry your heart into our arms because that's where you belong. Yeah, baby. It's the Talking Paragraphs podcast starring a man who cosplays as Iron Man to impress women at the bar, Daniel Finney. With us on the line, as always, is our man about Mound City, the world's most yep. dangerous accountant, Memphis Paul. Yep. Welcome, Paul. Um, we're always looking for um, sponsors. And um, yeah, Dos Equis, they have the world's most interesting man. But, you know, I think when they hear about the most dangerous account they're they're going to want to expand uh well the, i feel like the world's most dangerous accountant does the books for the world's most interesting man <laughs> sure you know the world's most interesting deductions uh Frankly, I was, I was, and charitable charitable contributions uh, all those things. Right. I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping we get some of that fat staples cash, but they just got kicked out of the staples center. S&P. Oh, oh, okay. in favor yeah, of crypto.com. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. As crypto, an accountant, as an accountant uh, crypto is what matters. Well, crypto has gone down 30% this weekend. So uh, hmm. I, I know our listenership is into, you know, Certified uh, finance, DeFi, or whatever, whatever that stands for. Whatever. I'll I'll never know. Uh, I'm gonna from now on. I'm gonna insist on being paid in flecks of gold. On today's (laughs) show, we have follow-ups to our stories from last week about the HBO series on the late Brittany Murphy, the Disney Plus series Hawkeye in the marvel universe more college football talks talk and sloppy talk about guns a pin in spotify wrapped playboy has hired cardi b and jennifer lawrence has re-emerged but we begin today with perhaps the second most exciting story we have ever covered on talking paragraphs a horse was trapped between two boulders and if I understand this story correctly airlifted out uh, the this is in Temecula California and if I'm pronouncing that wrong and for some reason someone from California is listening Mm -hmm. By all means, send us uh, an email at uh, newsman1 <laughs> at gmail.com. And, yeah, if you uh, can fire that email off while avoiding wildfires and um, mudslides. <laughs> right. Your principal concern while surrounded by danger is this mispronounced uh, yeah. town's if, name. If you are not stuck free. on force between two boulders. Then right. by all means, email us and Temecula, California. So, Paul, this is a story you sent me. Uh, so, mm-hmm. by all means, account make your accounting. Well, uh, I, I did want to say, you know, the, the Brittany Murphy, that's a follow-up. Right. This was the, um, this is a follow-up. You know, we, we're profiling famous uh, uh, animal stories. Um, as right. we see them, much like skywriting penises. Um, there was a uh, an elk or antelope that had a tire around its neck somehow. Yes. Well, this, uh, so I don't know if they were in the same operating room or like this horse Facebook's, you know, friends with this guy. Well, I can, you know, I can make the news. Fuck yeah. Fred, you know, and his uh, tire story. Uh, I'm going to get stuck between these You're saying the horse was on like Put it on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I know some forest rangers. They'll yeah. uh, 
fire up the chopper and get me out of this uh, situation. Yeah. Was the, was the horse uh, climbing for recreation, yeah. like that guy who lost an arm? <laughs> He's like only made into a, a, a movie, 58 Yeah, 147 to get uh, Two the different rocks uh, to freedom. Well, Mr. Ed needs work. I mean, he's the only talking horse that I'm aware of. Well, this horse's name is Sonny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, according to Fox News 11 in yeah. Temecula, California, Sonny the horse is on Very the way to safety after he spent days trapped in a ravine. Yeah. Uh, his owner... Slept yeah. with him for two nights and three days to make sure he was safe. He's one of the kids, she said. Uh-huh. Well, that, that's yeah. a concerning attitude, but let's leave that aside. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> she was riding the four-year-old thoroughbred. Thoroughbred, yeah. It may be thoroughly bred, but not thoroughly educated. Uh, in Lake Skinner View Estates in yeah. Temecula, when the horse got spooked, he went up yeah. the hill and then came back down again. And then he went up again and he flipped me yeah. off. Now I assume that the horse didn't like raise a hoof and give her the bird. I assume that, it, that it pitched her off. He, like went, an animal. He, he went up and down again. Now it sounds like a, um, Dr. Zeus story. Uh, maybe he'll make it into a, a book, Dr. Zeus, as well as a movie. Yeah, they couldn't, um, they couldn't find Sonny for a while, and then, uh, then Sonny was pinned. They found Funny pinned between two large boulders, and isn't isn't there a song, Sonny? Sonny. Yeah. Well, there's that mul- could be in the movie. Uh, there's multiple lyrics. Song is. To. Uh, uh, there there was the Sean Colvin song, song Sonny came home to her favorite room Sonny sat down yeah. in the kitchen she opened a box of tools Sonny came home with a mission uh, which is kind of a depressing song uh, mm. but uh, I think you're thinking of the Bob Herb or Bob Hebb song Sonny sure. Yesterday, my life was filled with rain. Sonny, he smiled at me and really eased the pain. I wouldn't have to torture listeners with my terrible singing if you just let me play sounds once in a while. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's room for all three of these songs. Yeah. Because in the movie, because it's just a horse talking to Wilson the volleyball the rest of the time. Um, well, I think but, we're all uh, going to try to get in on this one. Yeah. The, the quote I saw from the story or heard was that it was the most um, exciting day um, for the rescuers, like in the last year. Like, oh, this was our most interesting work day. Right, yeah, all I the everyone like, died like in the fire, so they couldn't save it. Right, I, I didn't need that quote from them. <laughs> like, I didn't assume you were doing anything interesting uh, to compare to this. Like, unless unless you're like really attractive and Jeff Bezos gets on your helicopter and then you marry Jeff Bezos, uh, the rest of the time it's just. Yeah. You're flying into a forest fire and coughing, wheezing from the smoke. Well, <laughs> you know, the rest of the year you're getting smoke inhalation. Yeah, we uh, airlifted Tiger after he crashed his ride. I mean, <laughs> sure. I sure. Did they... We we yeah, I I'd, I'd make a joke, but it would get cut. So right, we. Uh, <laughs> I liked how you're thinking. Uh, we. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're, I, what you did there was save me time. Uh, clever, clever listeners can speculate about what that funny joke could have right. been. Yeah, don't fuzzy teller this up. Uh, or maybe they were, maybe they were the uh, 
they were fuzzy caterpillar. Uh, That'll be next week's uh, animal story. Yeah, the, maybe they were the air traffic controllers who recommended uh, Tiger Woods helicopter pilot. I don't know if today is the day you should fly. You know, yeah. Or not to Tiger Woods, to Kobe Bryant's uh, pilot. That was the that I was going to make that joke, and I thought better of it. But you're you're at the helm of this ship, Dan. Uh, oh, you're saying uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, okay. Uh, if it's too soon, uh, I, I, uh, I apologize for nothing. So the horse Sonny as well. We'd like to invite Sonny on the show. So Sonny's owners, if you're listening, we'd like to talk yeah. to Sonny. We don't really want to talk uh, to you, but if Sonny can put some bunnies into the into the fight. I think Sonny is going to big time us. You know, it's like that guy, the San Diego Zoo. Going on fucking guy. Joe Rogan again. God damn it. The zoo guy, it's like, oh, when's my next Letterman appearance? It's like, screw you, guy. We've got Sonny the horse. Yeah. Uh, and then next week, we got the we got the guy, the the elk with the tire. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll call you. You don't call us. I'm going to say the elk with the tire was better. Because yeah. he'd worn that tire for two years. And he did. He put it in the work. And, and part of me is like, um, that tire, like at some point he was like gangster about it. He was like, yeah, I'm wearing this oh. tire. You want, you want a piece of me? You know, even though it had, it had been apparently painful for him and had to carry an extra mm-hmm. weight and he'd lost weight. He, he just, yeah. he was sticking with it. I, and I like that. He was. Yeah, so I'm glad Sonny is uh, safe. I'm I'm yeah. also glad that Jennifer Lawrence has reemerged. It does beg a question. Mm-hmm. She went away, and I didn't yeah. notice. Uh, I don't know but, if this is some kind of cocoon situation, like uh, to main, well, maintain that level of popularity and hotness every now and then once in a while you have to like seal yourself up into a cocoon like Anne Hathaway has apparently done this I haven't seen her since she's cocooned herself I I think so I I haven't seen her in any movie that I wanted to see since the last Batman movie well V V the movie with the lizards you know beneath the, the human face yeah. I think is more relevant and relevant and timely than Cocoon the movie for our listeners. You're talking I about the mini series from uh, 1983 or so. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to I wanted to place that for our uh, our Generation Z viewers who wouldn't understand. Yeah. It was in what was in I the saying? 80s, things were on TV. And not and we didn't ha- we ha- not everybody had a thing called a VCR, which is like a DVR, mm-hmm. which you probably don't even know what that is. It's like a you couldn't just save like a streaming service. You yeah. had it was just on, and you either saw it or you missed it, and that's just the way it is. Well, uh, so I don't know if if she needed to rejuvenate with the HomePod. You know, back on the home plan or whatever. I think that's more like uh, Seven of Nine from uh, Star Trek Voyager. She had to always go back to her Borg pod to charge up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My apologies for getting these. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is kind of famous for making uh, self-deprecating remarks. Yeah. Um, one of the remarks was about having uh, intestinal bowel. But I don't know if she had a really bad case of intestinal bowel that kept her out for five years, or uh, she ran out of self-deprecating remarks, and you know, that's I mean, why she had to hire some writers. What What is she going to? What? How much can she stay negative those. about herself when you are that beautiful, that popular, and that rich? Like, well, it's tough. If there's a triangle you know, I, of human perfection. 
I think she's hitting all the points pretty well. Well, she's fairly uh, grounded and down to earth. He is, but uh, you know, we talked about this with Brittany Murphy, where uh, uh, you know, like this generation stars a little less uh, photogenic than uh, Charlie's Angel stars of the seventies. It's uh, it, it feels like a choice in casting. Uh, so it's tough to be uh, a female star. You have to uh, appeal to your fans and be humble and so forth. Are you saying uh, to uh, keep the male? She's she's not using the Instagram filters just to, to keep it real. She's maybe <laughs> she's not. Uh, the the only thing I know about Jennifer Lawrence of late is mm-hmm. that when I'm scrolling through. TikTok or Instagram videos. There's one that keeps coming up is Jennifer Lawrence is at some award ceremony and she's kind of being sassy with the reporter. I don't know. She's like, what's all that noise over there? And uh, it's like, oh, it's Lady Gaga. And she's like, oh, like, you know, like, oh, well, we, we know where the real party is. It's with Lady Gaga. So, yeah. which I would agree. Uh, if if Lady Gaga interrupted my weekly presser, I'd be like, "Yeah, you gotta you gotta go where the story is, guys." Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so you Jennifer, mentioned filters. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, being raised in '83 with the V TV show, the only filter I'm aware of is that thing you you put over your eyes. And it had that little uh, lever on the side, like a, a, a machine at the casino, the little hand lever thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it had filters. Like, oh. You're talking about a view map? I see the image with. You're talking about a yeah. view is that is that what they use on the Instagram of Viewmaster? Like a little red film or. Uh, you know, uh, rather than try to explain to you what it actually is, I'm just going to say yes. That is, it's a Viewmaster. You look, it, you you put the filter on, and you're looking at the Grand Canyon. That's what it is, Viewmaster. It's exactly so, so, right. Yeah, it's exactly right. And I, mean, I encourage those, you to talk openly about it with your colleagues. Some of those, uh, some of those filters are tough to get. You know, maybe she wanted to emerge when she had the Grand Canyon behind her on her Instagram field. You know, to feel more uh, woodsy. You know. Yeah, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Is that the Grand Instagram, Canyon? Is that background? Instagram, uh, Instagram filters, Zoom backgrounds, basically yeah. all of you master. You know, it, there's the educational ones where it's like uh, wonders of the world, like oh, here's what a pyramid looks like. And then they're, gonna, they're like, oh, here's Spider Man. And I'm gonna jot down. Image. Yeah, I'm gonna jot a note down to buy Viewmaster stock uh, once once we've wrapped up. <laughs> I believe, and I'm not making this up. I believe you can still buy a Viewmaster, uh, yeah. but they are uh, virtual reality now. Oh, uh, okay. They're they're. <sighs> I thought you were going to say they were hard to find, and that's what took Jennifer Lawrence so much time to uh, come back finding the right garage sale with the Viewmaster she was looking for. Sure. I had a Viewmaster. It was black. Mm-hmm. It had like an orange trigger button that you pulled down. And you had to pull right. it you had to pull it kind of hard to yeah. make the wheel turn properly. Otherwise things were out of focus. Yeah. Um, and I had I it came with like three discs. And one of sure. them, an educational disc mm-hmm. that had, you know, places to look at, which was cool. And then uh, I had, uh, I had some, like, I had a Batman one, I had a Spider-Man yeah. one, some, you know, non-educational things that I spent more time on. But uh, the amount of time that I spent on that was probably pretty good. Uh, 
compared to like actually reading. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, if they had a Jennifer Lawrence Viewmaster, I'd probably watch it. If I had a Viewmaster, yeah. let's just find out, Paul. What a vintage uh, uh, Viewmaster would cost us. Yeah. Uh, I assume they're being manufactured now. You know. They are, but they're virtual reality, and I uh, I'm staying out of that. Uh, so they're on the metaverse. Yeah, I just I have enough trouble coping with reality. I feel like if you add in virtual reality where things aren't real, I'm just not mm-hmm. going to be able to cope with reality at all anymore. I'll just be confused and frightened. Uh, so uh, the you can get here's one that's similar to the one I had. Uh, it's I'm going to get three thousand dollars. Twenty bucks. There's there's a one here. Uh, there's a whole whole case of the Viewmaster. Uh, uh, um, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend that Christmas Christmas shopping viewers. Yeah. This, um, this guy's selling one make, for, with a bunch of uh, the reels in it. Yeah, uh, I can't really tell what the, one of them is Noah's Ark. You uh, can make some pretty funny videos of your children uh, opening up their present and being disappointed and or angry. Yeah. You know, they're expecting Robolex or uh, Robolex. the new iPhone 13. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever that Viewmaster thing, that the VR one that the meta people make. Yeah. Uh, Facebook Oculus. Yeah. Yeah, they, wanted, you know, they kid, wanted to get deep into the meta, right. Yeah, your kid is hinting to get Oculus this year and you buy the the, the Viewmaster. I, I, I feel like that's, that'll get a good reaction. Yeah. Uh, at your family gathering. Paul, here's the one you should get into right here. Uh, it's a it's a collection of Viewmaster uh, slides. It includes some uh, Snoopy and the Red Baron. You'd enjoy that. Sure, I would. Uh, Bugs Bunny, Jungle yeah. Book. I don't know if you're allowed to look at that anymore. Uh, the Civil War. I, I do like the Civil War. Uh, Gettysburg, uh, Niagara Falls, uh, Fantasyland, which is just like a study of Disneyland, Top Cat, oh, yeah. the Aristocats, not the Aristocrats, <laughs> the Aristocats, uh, the one that comes with the viewer, uh, and then uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And here's the one. Here's the one I know that's going to sell this item to you that you're going to go on eBay and figure out how to use it so that you can buy this dark shadows. I do like some dark shadows. Uh, uh, 2021 view master, uh, stereo fo- pictures. So that Barnabas Collins right on the top there, buddy. So does it, does it come with a 33 that I could put on my record player? No. Uh, with the Dark Shadows theme music? It, it doesn't. Just that one song. It, it it doesn't, but I mean, I could probably, you could probably find that on the YouTube. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's at 37 bucks right now. You got two days to bid on it. So I would suggest, yeah. suggest figuring Not out. Yeah, figuring out YouTube, which I know you don't know how to yeah. use. You mentioned Christmas, Paul, which is approaching faster than any of us would like. Um, but uh, there, we've got to uh, go into the Christmas season with the usual amount of fear and loathing uh, and rage and anguish. And so uh, God provided for us with another variant of the uh the virus, the COVID-19 yeah. virus. 
and uh, a cartoonist, uh, Tom uh, Stiglitz, Stiglitz, uh, yeah. if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Tom, I know you're a listener, send me an email. Yeah. With the but he lives in Tecumseh, California. So he, Does he? He was already typing uh, a response to it. I don't think it was Tecumseh, but uh, it was T- Temecula, California. So he, if he does live right. in Temecula, anyway, uh, Tom, I know you're a listener, so just email me and I'll, I'll pronounce it correctly on next week's show. He's got a cartoon here. That that has combined that old Twelve Days of Christmas with the mm-hmm. the modern problems of five, five golden rings. Right, right. So you had sent this to me. This is your joke, but I have it in front of me. So if you'll bear with me, I will lead you through the Twelve Days of Omicron, the latest COVID nineteen variant. 12 rolls of toilet paper, 11 hand sanitizers, 10 tedious lockdowns, 9 mandatory mandates, 8 various variants, 7 disinfecting wipes, 6 super spreaders, 5 fancy face masks, 4 Fauci flip-flops, 3 boxes of tissue, two latex gloves and a non-contact temperature assessment device i i like the uh Fauci's of flipping because it reminded me of made the milking from the uh the original lyrics uh, uh f- fair enough uh yeah. so I do like, uh, uh, I would like a non-contact temperature assessment device, just, just for fun. <laughs> uh, does it assess other things? You know, the Apple Watch, it, it's like, have you seen the commercials? Uh, this, this, is, this isn't on the card, but, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes we go off script. that. I, I know it feels well, like what you master wasn't on the fucking card either, but here we are. It wasn't. Um, to the Apple Watch, it's like, oh, buy this watch for three hundred dollars. It'll uh, take your temperature. It'll help you find your golf ball. Um, and then they'll they'll be the couple that's um, they're in a pup tent. But, oh, that's cute. And, and then you see they they undo the pup tent. They're on the side of a cliff face. I've seen this pup tent on the cliff face and a couple things. Yeah. Uh, commercials here recently. Um, who, what marketing group decided like, oh yeah, that's that's our audience. That's that's who we need to. Re-, you know, is is that what the Gen Z or Double A? You know, I don't know what generation we're up to. That's the uh, fulfillment they're looking for. Like, oh. I want to be associated with this company that uh, knows that I want to be on a cliff face and a pup tent. Yeah. Anyway. Here's, that that is a bizarre commercial. That uh, Hopefully the Apple Watch assesses uh, non-temperature and uh, cholesterol. and uh, that, that cliff face can, camping situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's what I'm sure is going to happen at some point is there'll be a windstorm yeah. or some shit and some of those people will die. And I'm going to be the first uh, one on Twitter yeah. being like, this is not a tragedy. This is natural selection. A choice. Yeah. yeah. You, you, it's just like the people who die climbing mountains. It's like, well, there are people frozen in ice on that mountain that have been frozen on ice on that mountain for many years so if that wasn't enough of a like go ahead and turn back this isn't going to go well for you like i don't really want to hear about summiting the mountain and how exhilarating it is like we have a helicopter we could just fly over like look at that that's the top of that we're looking for horses we're looking for horses (laughs) between boulders Um, let me come home again 
have we have a fancy store. I, it's probably a chain, but um, we have a fancy store that sells sporting equipment, uh, like okay. camping, outdoor stuff. They sell Viewmaster. If, if I hope so. <laughs> uh, if I if I had a customer, it's like, oh yeah, I did a pup tent. You know, they're selling stuff, great. I put two and two together. I, I'm not letting them like pay with you know this uh, buy now pay later thing. Yeah. You know, if, if I see those purchases in concert, the pup tent and the uh, repelling gear. Yeah. Like no, uh, we we need same day payment. Um, yeah, this is not one of those particular purchases. This is not a PayPal pay and four purchase. This no, no. There's yeah. a good chance I mean, you're going to be dead. And we need glance down. There's like a pile of dead bodies underneath this pup tent, you know, set up. You've gone to like it's like the (laughs) like the rubbish pile of bodies on Mount Everest, the staging area. You know. Um, Anyway, well, speaking of uh, collective rubbish piles, uh, digging back into last week's podcast. Uh, we had two takes that kind of got awry on us. One was your lengthy third wave feminist deconstruction of Brittany Murphy and the HBO portrayal about her. And I don't really remember what you were saying because I was looking for sound effects to pair with it to break it up for the uh, listener. And I think I might have dozed, uh, but you have revisited this and you had one thing and only one thing that you wanted to say about the tragedy of Brittany Murphy's life. I, I researched it. The actor trainer is hotter than she was. That's my spiteful <laughs> return. My spiteful return to this story. That, uh, That's not what well, you said in pre-production, but okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, I also wanted to revisit Hawkeye, the TV series, because I had brought up this obscure problem where people were upset on behalf of an artist whose work was being reused, but he wasn't being compensated for uh, in the design of the show. And I thought my, my take was these people are on contract. They should know how this works. You don't, you don't get to own, I don't own any of the words I've ever written. And I, and that's just how it works. So it's always worked. It's, it may be terrible, but so it goes. Anyway, you, you were disappointed because you wanted to know how the show was. And I had not. Yeah. Well, I've I've now watched all three episodes, and I can give you my opinion. Right. If you're, if you're interested. I am. It, it's that's not bad. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. It's like a nice buddy cop movie. Uh, <laughs> Haley Stanfield Feld, however you say her name, she's kind of an annoying teenage type character, but she's. Uh, yeah she's fun and capable and a little bit presumptuous and uh clint barton who's hawkeye he's jeremy renner is very good and he's got kind of a oh. a comic uh weariness about him throughout this yeah whole situation so all in all it's it's not it's not bad it's fine it's fine i'm it's a fan of it's not nearly as confusing of, as Loki yeah. or WandaVision or yeah. yeah. Uh, but I like those finds, and it's better so far than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I thought was kind which of which was also a buddy, buddy thing, wasn't it? Were they uh, buddies, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Or? Yeah, that was a buddy. It was should have been more of a buddy cop show than it was. I think the pandemic screwed up the filming of it and made it a little less uh buddy yeah and don't touch me but uh it's fine so there we go we've we've combed through 
the refuse of our previous show, and we've made a man. I like, I like, I like Jeremy Renner. Uh, in his personal life, he's into home flipping, which is one of those details that's very uh, humanizing. Is that some uh, kind of exercise? Like, like he just no, like he'll buy a house and renovate it and then sell it on for more money. Uh, yeah, I knew what it which, was, Paul. That was a joke. I didn't uh, assume Jeremy. Obviously, Hawkeye can't flip a house. The Hulk and Thor, sure, but not Hawkeye. I mean, come on. Be realistic. Uh, generally, it's like a house that exploded with one of his arrows, and then there, the prior owner sells on cheap. Yeah. Um, and then he fixes it up. Yeah, there... Yeah, the uh, there is some slow points in Hawkeye. Yeah. And I would say if you're not interested in watching it, just go on YouTube and look up the car chase from the third episode, <laughs> and you've you, and you'll just you'll like that. You've got the gist of the action, I'll say. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> so let's get into college football. Uh, quickly here. Um, quickly. There's a lot to say about college football. There is, but there's not a lot of time left. So let, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, I, I want to start with the Iowa Hawkeyes okay. who were in the Big Ten championship game against uh, Michigan. And None of I mean, their arrows hit their target. You mean the Hawkeyes arrows? No, no, yeah. they didn't. Uh, the Hawkeyes were were a very frustrating team to watch this year because they just they don't play offense. Yeah. So you know, at one point, one of the the, the announcers described Iowa's offense as methodical. Yeah. And I, it's sort of like it's methodical the way constipation is methodical. You, you often yeah. feel like something is going to happen. Something should happen, but nothing does. And you yeah. leave a stomachache. That's, that's the Iowa offense. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is a good word. It's like uh, we want to score points, but we don't know how to. We're we're developing a method for doing it. Right. We need and, to get uh, water. And so it's like they're actively searching for that method. Um, uh, you know, maybe they'll discover like uh, penicillin or something like that. It, it could be like Madame Curie, where it's yeah. like, hey, we discovered uh, argon, but we died doing it, you know, because it's actually poisonous or needs to be. Yeah, it's highly radioactive. Know. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You, you, you almost wish that, uh, I guess I... I, I Iowa reminds me of the Bears in that they also mm. have no offense. Yeah. And it, the only difference is in pro football, even crappy teams can beat uh, the Bears. Wherein, yeah. Whereas in the Big Ten, there's only like three good teams and all three of them beat <laughs> Iowa. There's four good teams. All four of them beat Iowa. So... Yeah. Uh, you know that they, they they came out of halftime at one point, and uh, they were talking like, well, other than a complete absence of offense, everyone's doing their job, which is a lot like yeah. saying we crashed the plane and killed everyone, but the flight was good. Yeah, I got my ginger ale. And the peanuts that I asked for. Yeah, it was a, it was a real Shawshank Redemption experience. You, know, you better get busy dying. 
or get busy living or get busy dying. And they've clearly chosen get busy dying. Uh, at one point they had at the halftime, I think, you know, they had one of those Dr. Pepper, the two kids are throwing for tuition money, throwing footballs through a hole in a giant Dr. Pepper. can. And this, uh, young woman won. And I thought, could Iowa put her on the team? Like she can't throw. Yeah, she yeah. can't do any worse than the other two guys that they tried doing it. You yeah. know, kind of throw it in a general direction, see what happens. Uh, I'm still, I'm still lost by your Shawshank Redemption episode. I, I prepped for the podcast by uh, focusing my cultural references. Um, on the, the V TV show and the, the Viewmaster, right. you had that. I'm out like, there. I'm like, I'm like 15 years away, yeah, from uh, Shawshank Redemption. But I guess I'll well, let that go. I'm not sorry. We lived during yeah. all of those times, and we should be able to refer to them as uh, necessary. Here's how bad I, the whole team was, Paul. You could Here's have how- you could have done Papillon or. Uh, from Alcatraz is all, all I'm saying. I could have thrown. I could, yeah, the Hawkeyes game <laughs> was so bad, the guys escaped from Alcatraz and were like, oh, shit, this is what's going on. And they went back. Uh, That's right. In. Uh, Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm now tracking. Thank you. The Hawkeye <laughs> game was so bad. The Hawkeye game was so bad. Cool Hand Luke ate another yeah. two dozen uh, eggs, hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> The 60 eggs didn't kill me. I'm going <laughs> to go back for more. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. You happy now? <laughs> uh, the game was so dull at one point, the announcers called down to the sideline reporter to congratulate her on, on her um, being pregnant. And she showed her, her uh, belly and was excited to have that. Uh, yeah. Uh, have that done on TV, I guess, because yeah. that's how we announce things now. Yeah. Uh, I'll just tell you this. I didn't watch the whole game. I fell asleep, which happens in most football games. I woke yeah. up during a Big Bang Theory rerun and looked up the score, yeah. and Iowa had not – Iowa had managed one lousy field goal against 41 oh. Michigan points. And I remember thinking oh, – I- I think Iowa probably couldn't even move the ball against Leonard, Sheldon, Howard, and Raj, and Penny would probably sack the quarterback. So, see, I was I was going to make a different joke. I was oh. going to say that uh, Howard and Leonard were scoring more than uh, than Iowa, and they're kind of pasty nerds. Right. Uh, right. That's particular. Uh, uh, even Sheldon is scoring with that Jeopardy host, <laughs> and that actor's gay. So, yeah. you had some football. Uh, the the you watched a little bit of the teams who beat Oklahoma championship game. Uh, well, I, I guess I had some general comments. One was, um, I'm not a fan of this college football playoff. So I like the old bowl system. Yes. Um, but kind of an advent of this, this CFB is that every conference has a championship now. Uh, so championship Saturday is kind of the new New Year's Day in terms of like, oh, these are yeah. games that mean something and kind of fun to watch so i do like championship saturday better than all of the college football playoff stuff because it's not as good as new year's but it's the best thing left for me no but at least you're seeing teams that like iowa's playing a team that i hate and i'm like okay right i'll watch this sure they're gonna get stomped but at least they're playing a a rival uh yeah or at least the Big Ten versus the what was then the Big Twelve. Uh, 
or not the Big 12, the Pac-10, which is now the Pac-12, um, at least back in those days, you know, that was a traditional matchup, and that mm-hmm. was a good game. Uh, yeah. The Orange Bowl seemed to be like a game on which the national championship pivoted every year, and it was the last one. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, we were, we're in a complete agreement. The old bowl system was fine. It just didn't make enough money for the NCAA. So, uh, you know, anyway, he, I did, I did watch, uh, Oklahoma state and Baylor. It's the, it was the, we beat Oklahoma bowl. Uh, yeah. Well, the other Oklahoma team fared no better. So Oklahoma State was was the uh, did they lose? Did they lose? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny. Um, it's funny to watch a game where it's like you maybe you watch the Bears play and it's like maybe the Bears aren't a good example. I, I don't know if there is a team that uh, that you root for that's good. Probably the Yankees would be the best example where it's like, they're not good. I mean, but you're you're angry that they're not good. That they yeah. used to be good and upsetting, whereas the Bears have been bad so long. Right. I, I don't know that you get worked up about it. I would. I would actually like, get nervous if the Bears started winning, and they were you know they were suddenly like ten game winners, eleven game winners, and then I'd be frightened. I wouldn't understand how to cope with this world. Well, uh, as an Oklahoma fan, it's like you're nervous. They're undefeated. Maybe they don't deserve to be, but you know they're losing, and you just get upset as a fan, like you're invested. It's that kind of a viewing experience. But watching Baylor, Oklahoma State, it's like, well, I don't even know if I dislike these teams. Uh, like I want Texas to lose all the time, but uh, I, I don't even know if I have a big enough rivalry against these p- particular teams. Uh, I'm not invested in the game. But, but the only thing that really got me worked up was um, apparently Oklahoma State came close to mounting a, a drive in the final minutes to win the game. Oh. Um, and um, they uh, they got into a good field position on a pass interference call. That upset me because uh, uh, Baylor was mugging the Oklahoma receivers the whole game. Yeah. Uh, that they lost to Baylor, so it's like, yeah, where where was that call? Uh, you can you can complain about that, but the truth is, do you believe anything thrown by your quarterback was actually a catchable ball? Well, the, the receiver would have just dropped it, so that, that's yeah. fair enough. Uh, that guy, don't worry about it. But, that guy is in the transfer portal. He's off in time and space to wherever he wants to land. We, I don't think are, he's following. We well, the transfer portal. portal are, are we, have we shifted into the the job hopping part of the yeah uh, football we, landscape? One of the takes that we were, one of the things that fascinates, I think, both of us is I thought there were maybe seven, eight destination jobs in college football. And I would have said that among those was Ohio State, uh, maybe Michigan, Alabama for sure, somehow clearly not LSU. Uh, but because they run through coaches really quickly, but Notre Dame would have been in that list for sure. And for sure, Oklahoma would have been in that list in that once you get there, you don't need to work any harder. You are in the highest tier, you know, maybe Clemson. You don't need to be brushing up your resume to try and find a better job when you're in one of those spots. Exactly. Everything, everything else is kind of a lateral move unless you're wanting to go to the, you know, if you're Pete Carroll, and it's like, well, I've committed a lot of infractions here. I need to go to a different pond. 
time to take my reward and then go play, uh, go coach in the NFL. So right. the fact that in the same week, roughly Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma to go coach USC and Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to go coach LSU is yeah. sort of jaw dropping to me on two reasons. One, I, people have lived and died their whole coaching careers, great coaches and never yeah. gotten to coach Notre Dame. Although Notre Dame is more fickle with coaches than Oklahoma. Um, they said about Oklahoma on ESPN that they hadn't had a coach leave for another program there since the thirties. Yeah. So I don't understand this. Like Lincoln Riley was beloved as far as I know by Oklahoma fans. Like the, the media loved him. They called him the quarterback whisperer. Although this year was (laughs) not withstanding. Uh, well, well, I don't, I don't that, know. I get, I understand what's appealing about USC from an aesthetic point of view. The weather's great, but like Oklahoma can recruit nationwide. Like if you show up in Texas or you show up in Ohio or whatever, you can compete with Ohio state or whoever uh, with UT for a recruit, but you, but like you go to, California, you're expected to recruit Californians in, and in USC, in particular, Los Angeles kids. So I don't know. Maybe he's going to change that or what. I don't know. And then Notre Dame, again, that's another. You can have all the Catholics. Uh, and you you can recruit anywhere. That's, that's a brand name of brand names in college football that's not Alabama. You're, you're, you can, you can tell the recruits, um, uh, you'll, you'll be on TV every weekend because doesn't NBC still have their contract to I think show so. all their games? Or, I think so. So, but that's kind of a selling point, uh, uh apart from even the Catholic NFL, appeal, okay. yeah. uh, those players. Well, the ones, the uh, ones that aren't on NBC or on ESPN or, abc or whatever if they're on the road so um yeah lsu has won a a few national titles but they've run through a lot of coaches in that time too and you still have to face i mean i don't know how much longer nick saban's going to coach if it's five years or ten years or whatever but saban saban left lsu for um the Dolphins. Alabama. So, so you can you can. Well, he left LSU for the Dolphins and then went back to uh, Alabama. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that I, you can kind of forgive that. That wasn't an LSU change, but yeah, yeah they are kind of a weird. They, they do seem to go through a lot of coaches. I remember LSU. They had um, Shaq and some other big center. Yeah, uh, kind of a big name. Uh, uh, ESPN had some story about uh, LSU hiring the Baylor women's basketball coach um, who has won a bunch of NCAA titles and how that was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, so they are kind of a weird, they're a weird school anyway, because they're like a land, sea, and space grant school. It's kind of, you know, the biggest program in a State that has a lot of talent. It's next to Texas, uh, but but they do kind. Of, the fans are very ferocious. Uh, it is kind of a weird, but but they they do underachieve a little bit. It seems like they're not as stable as. Uh, well, they as, had that one guy with the, with the weird voice, and I thought, well, I'll never get rid of this guy. He seems the most Louisiana guy ever. Ed, Ed Orgeron. Yeah. yeah he, he, He's a good recruiter, but I don't, I don't know that he's actually a great coach. He kind of overachieved. Uh, he had two great assistants the year they won here recently. Um, 
but uh, I, just feel like I'm yeah. the, I feel like I'm living in the upside down or the black mirror version of the universe when a coach who's not on the verge of being fired will leave a job like Oklahoma yeah. or Notre Dame for another school. That's, that's just bizarre. Well, yeah. Which well, maybe with name I to... that changed the equation enough that it, there's some more egalitarian stuff going on. Yeah. I don't know. I, I did want, I did want to get into Oklahoma specifically Sure. As an OU fan and having having listened to half of the Sooner Scoop podcast, you know, yeah. which is more prep than I normally do on anything. Uh, it's a bit. They weren't sure. Okay. They were surprised uh, that he left. Uh, they didn't quite have an explanation. Yeah. Uh, it is, there was like some. Certainly, Kelly and Notre Dame. There was a disconnect there. I think he was just sick of them. No, you mean the, the Brian Kelly? Yeah. Um, well. Um, that's the story that's being shaped. In Oklahoma, um, talking about the positive media, he, he, he actually wasn't very media friendly locally in terms of like, having access to the practices or putting out social stuff. It was kind of a closed, closed practice, closed, you know, communication, uh, which I guess is a strategy. He's a very friendly, good recruiter, but uh, in terms of that type of media stuff, he ran afoul of the sports information director. And that, that was kind of a, um, uh, a source of discomfort. Um, the, the thinking is that when he goes to USC, he'll he'll be able to do everything just the way he wants to, and they're you know uh, he'll, he'll have imagine, free reign. I can't imagine that that conflict, whatever it might be, Lincoln Riley versus the sports information director, because but it, it had never bubbled up into anything where the rumors of him leaving were treated as serious before. Yeah. Um, well, I just I, I feel like I feel like if there's a conflict between the sports information director and the football yeah. coach, the, that the guy's coach, gone. Yeah, you, you call the <laughs> athletic the athletic director calls the sports information director yeah. and it says, son, the organization wants to make a change. You know, there's a philosophical difference. Yeah, I don't I don't see you as I don't see that, but maybe just wanted to live in California, I guess. I don't yeah. know. You know, there's no uh, Louis Vuitton shops. There's no beach. There's, no, you know, uh, it's not a big town, Norman, compared to. Uh, uh, he doesn't strike me as a fancy person, and I would have thought NFL jobs and big cities would have been available. It is weird. I, I, the, the SEC thing. Yeah. I wonder if uh, it's like we're not ready to join the SEC. And uh, my attitude on that. I have two things to say is one, uh, you know, you win eight big 12 titles in a row, you know, maybe you want to make a change where, uh, you're not going to do as well, but it's a new challenge. You know, the, the, the challenges have been there. Uh, you, you need, you need something different, uh, even if it is, uh, going to be tough. And then, uh, the, the, the second thing I would say is that, um, uh, on the two-minute warning, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of forgot what my my second thing was. So. Real quick before we close this out, who who are the candidates? Who 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 can we who can they poach? Oh well, the I guess the other thing I was going to say is the the pot the Cedar Scoop people were like, oh, the sky's falling. Things could could turtle pretty quickly. Just Look at uh, Scott Frost at Nebraska. They Nebraska's kind of fallen off a cliff. Right. That that feels a little uh, overdone to me. Like the the apparently they're pretty close to getting um, Brett Venerables, and he's going to get um, a highly regarded 
uh, offensive coordinator to come in and kind of shore up that side of the football. You know, Stoops is coaching the bowl game and gotten in front of the camera. They they have lost some big name recruits, sure. which is you know going to happen when uh, you, you form the relationship uh, uh, with with the coach. Oddly enough, we we had some big name guys out of California committed, and they're they're going to USC now. But uh, uh, I feel like things will stabilize, and even if they don't, you know. Uh, you go to the SEC, you lose a few games. It's it's kind of a transition. It's not a decision that was made based on the next uh, three to five years. It's based on the next you know fifty years or whatever. Uh, I'm not I'm not too worried. You got fifteen uh, seconds for these last two takes. Cardi B's been hired oh, by Playboy. What's it, what's she doing? Yeah, they made up some job for her. Okay, uh, some marketing thing. Good for her. Uh, what's his name has been fired as, or has walked out as Twitter CEO? Should we care? Will it make any difference? Uh, maybe they'll come up with an edit button. It seems unlikely. But as always, good talk, buddy. It's the time for us to hit the dusty trail is now uh, for Paul hey. in Memphis. I am Dan in Des Moines. As always, my friends, behave and be kind. Well, I guess we can close the file on that one.